Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, welcome to BT Sports podcast, Life's a Pitch. My name is Mike Calvin. I'm joined by Tom Hopkinson of The People and Darren Lewis of The Daily Mirror. Wales, first class, first place. England, second place. Second rate? That may be too harsh, but all this is very familiar. No plan, no faith. Roy Hodgson is talking about making someone pay, but will it be him, Tom? I'm going to wait and tell you next Monday if I can. I mean, the important thing is progress has been made. That's what everyone was screaming for two years ago when we very left... Very limited the... progress. Look, we asked him to get out of the group, at the very least. We asked him not to finish bottom of the group, as they did in Brazil, home after five days there. He's finished second. Yes, it was a group we should have won. We could have won it. I still think we've been the better side in each of the three games that we've played. We just haven't been clinical enough in the final third of the field. I think... You can't blame Roy Hodgson for that. You know, there's only so much he can do in terms of getting the players out there, getting them into a, a formation. And I think given the possession that we've had and the way that we've moved the ball around in 45-minute periods, um, I think you can actually see progress. And I think you look back at the Slovakia game, and England could easily have won that 3-0. We had the chances. You know, Daniel Sturridge snaffles that ball up over the top if he's playing for Liverpool, puts it in the back of the net. Jamie Vardy, we've seen him score those one-on-ones several times for Leicester City. City over the past two years. So I'm not as disheartened as it seems the rest of the nation is. Mm. Ifs, buts, maybes. The thing that strikes me, Darren, looking at it, is that I don't think Roy Hodgson knows his best team. And if that's the case, and I don't, want, don't know whether you agree with that, mm. what does that say about him as a manager? Well, um, I think he's too low to certain players, for sure. Um, I, I've always felt, and even though he has performed well, I still think Wayne Rooney has been shoehorned into midfield. And when you look at the accomplished performances of other midfielders in the tournament, you realise just how much that is the case. Um, I disagree with, with Tom, I think, as far as England are concerned. To suggest that we haven't been clinical enough when we got the Footballer of the Year, the Golden Boot winner and England's all-time record scorer, plus one of the most exciting young talents in Marcus Rashford, it... it, it It really doesn't reflect well on Hodgson, I think, when you look at the group as a whole. We suggest, well, he has picked them, but the problem is he's got to devise a way of getting the best out of them. And I don't think, for example, Jamie Vardy, that ball over the top that was quite effective in the first half against Slovakia, we didn't see it often enough. We didn't see him outpacing the last two defenders against Russia when the game was crying out for him to be thrown on in the second half. The players keep talking about taking the positives. 
in the knockout stages, you can't take positives. You've got to be decisive. You've got to take your chances because you won't get an opportunity to reflect on the hard luck stories. And the most damning aspect of the group stages is that we couldn't beat Slovakia. We couldn't beat Russia. We had our hard luck stories. Wales didn't. Wales went out there. They put Slovakia to the sword. They made good decisions. They put Russia to the sword. They won with the minimum of fuss. I think the results that Wales have managed to get in this group stage really have shown up how ineffective Roy Hodgson has been with vast resources, with superior, you could argue, resources. Mm. Do you think, you know, is there an element that, you know, people like us maybe have to take a, a share of the blame here because if you look at, say, that first game, Roy made a traditional Roy mistake, being too conservative, went 1-0 up, tried to protect that lead, didn't happen. Now, when we played Slovakia, he responded to this great conservative, what he would see as a slur, by making six changes, which actually absolutely madness. Well, I, I mean, we do. We have to take our fair share of the blame. But, you know, I would say as journalists, you're only asking the questions that the general public are feeling. So Roy has to be big enough, man enough, and he is, to make those decisions on his own without any guidance. But, you know, to go back to what Darren was saying when we talk about Vardy not getting enough of the ball over the top. So should Roy have taken Danny Drinkwater? Now, if he'd have mm. taken Danny Drinkwater, uh, a man who's supplied him, who had been that supply line with all the passes throughout the season, everyone would have gone crazy about the fact that Wayne Rooney wasn't there. And yet Rooney, after the first couple of games, everyone was saying that he was the best player we had by far. So he's a little bit damned if he does and, and damned if he doesn't. I think you right. could have taken Danny Drinkwater, who has had an exceptional season, and not taken Jack Wilshire, who hasn't played 90 minutes mm. for a year. And it showed, didn't it? And it showed, because he's had a lot of criticism, when actually it's not really his fault. Roy Hodgson has been too loyal to him when he should have taken a difficult decision and said, I like you as a player, you've done well for me in qualifying, but you're just not fit enough. Danny Drinkwater, on merit, should have been in there, but Jack Wilshire was there because of who he was. Okay, I, well, I seem to be alone in this, but I, I didn't think Wilshire. I, I thought for, for an hour, I thought he actually had a, a reasonably good game. And I but thought you would did. accept that he's not fit. He's, no, no, of course he's not. No. But you, you can't and be. And, the, and, and but the, can the you problem, get your Roy, fitness at the Roy, highest Roy, level? Roy shouldn't, of, he, shouldn't of have taken, he shouldn't have taken three players who uh, who there were injury concerns over or who were lacking in fitness. Mm. You know, Henderson, Sturridge and Wilshire. I do agree with that. But I don't see that, uh, that, that uh, Wilshire did too much... Uh, different to what Wayne Rooney would have done um, had had he played the full game. You know, he, he, we needed some. We needed a little bit more zip in midfield. And, and Rooney against Wales in the first half, there wasn't. Again, there were criticisms of him in that first half, which I thought were a little bit over the top. Again, this is all this reactionary state that we are now. Mm. But, I, you know, we're not quite as incisive as we needed to be. And I thought Wilshire, yes, he gave the ball away at times, but it was because he was looking for that zipped pass. He was trying to move things along quickly, not trying to hit these 30-yard Hollywood passes that seemed to be, in, in, in certainly in a half against Russia and a half against Wales, Wayne Rooney's staple. Just yeah. to answer oh, the question... I don't have a problem with the changes that, in, that, that Roy Hodgson made. I think if you look at the French, they managed to win their first game, but they still felt that there was something missing, so they changed it. We have good players. We see that week in, week out during the domestic season. Why not give those players? And certainly if we are to progress in the tournament, those players will need game time. So I don't have a problem with that. You know, I was saying myself, We've taken Jack Wilshire. Um, he hasn't been fit. Why has he not played so far? So he does need the game time. And that's the sort and of mistake that's been made in the past, isn't it? So Absolutely. We're not, you know, we were forewarned with this. And is, do we have to look at the way that England approach tournaments? I'll, 
Are we a bit too precious? You know, we've all been around England camps and it's paranoia central quite regularly. Yeah. It's the same thing happening again. Yeah, I mean, you speak to uh, the lads who are out there covering it and, and it is, you know, it, they just go into lockdown. Um, there is so much paranoia around it and yet, you know, I remember when you and I were in South Africa in uh, 2010 and the Dutch camp, you know, it was just magnificent to go down there mm. and access to the players, everyone was very relaxed and it did them no harm at all, went all the way to the final, of course, but then the Dutch aren't there this time, so England have, in qualifying, Mm. Roy Hodgson has done exactly right, you know. I just think that we would all be looking at it very different if we'd have beaten Russia, which we should have done. Roy made a big mistake in putting Milner on. He should have stretched the game more, Vardy's pace, Sturridge's pace, somebody like that. And he paid the price for that, I felt, in the Slovakia game. But, yeah, I do agree that when paranoia kicks in with England, it takes a little bit of the fun away for the players, I think, and just adds to the pressure. And it'll get worse this week, won't it? It will get worse this week because... Um... There'll be, a, A, a forensic examination of what went wrong, and, B, Wales are going from strength to strength and held up against Wales. We do look to be spluttering our way through the tournament. I think Portugal, if we are to play them, will represent difficult opposition. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo is champing at the bit, really, to score goals for his country. It's been so difficult for him so far. But they have other wonderful players who can hurt England. It's all very well saying at some stage somebody's going to be made to pay. But England might not get that chance because they've been so insipid so far. I think the one thing we're forgetting, though, is that Wales have got a world-class finisher that England haven't got in, Neil Taylor. I mean, the way, <laughs> the way he took that goal. But, but the, 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 the pressure with England is, is so much more intense mm. than the pressure it's with joyless, Wales. It's joyless, though, isn't it? It seems really joyless. Well, it didn't seem joyless after the Wales game, did it? You know, I mean, look, I think let, let's look at the three games rather than the isolation of it. You know, everyone was over the moon, everyone was thrilled at the Wales game. But the, the Welsh can go out, you know, 58 years since they were last at a major mm. tournament. They're playing with complete freedom because if they go home at the end of the group phase, then, you know, and they're also... Russia See, and, and Slovakia I, I would probably that. think that they could get something out of Wales. Certainly Slovakia would think they could get something out of Wales, so they would probably play more open than haven't they would against England. But basics not been addressed? Set pieces have been appalling for England. Set pieces have been appalling, okay. but, but breaking down, breaking no down width. two banks now is, of... That's a selection issue, isn't it? You know, which yeah, goes right and, back to the squad. And it goes back to Townsend, which I, I, I felt that Andros Townsend should have been included in the squad, perhaps at the expense of Ross Barkley, because, again, he would have stretched teams. And when you're looking at the starting lineup that Roy Hodgson picked for the Slovakia game, Harry Kane coming off the bench is not going to be as scary or as worrisome for defenders as the likes of Vardy, uh, Sturridge coming off the bench with their pace 60 minutes in, and of course Andros Townsend. So I, I do take that point, but um, I, I don't know. I, I looked at it and I think we criticise England, but if they grow into this tournament, you know, the foundations are there. We've got good rest now before the game on Monday. Get everyone fit, get everyone rejuvenated, and let's go again. Let's, let's think like a, a media-trained England footballer and accentuate the positives. Eric Dyer, I think he's been one of the players of the tournament. Superb. Yep, he has. A fantastic free kick against the Russians. Plays with a lot of assuredness and uh, composure in front of the back four. The big problem is when he went down against Slovakia, there was a collective intake of breath because mm. if he gets injured, we're bang in trouble. Yeah. So although you look at the positives as in terms of individuals, Nathaniel Klein as well, uh, fantastic. Uh, really realised that he does have a fight for that right back berth and showed it last night with a very, very good performance. But although there are those positives, 
the, they are all set against negatives as far as England are concerned. And we shouldn't be in a stage where we're clutching at straws for the positives. We should be like the French who are winning games but still trying to get better. The Spaniards who haven't conceded, the Italians who haven't conceded. That's the base at this tournament that we should be building on. We've been here on far too many occasions to be mired in all of this mediocrity look, look, again. Look at the Germans. Look, look at Germany. The world champions. They've arguably performed worse than England so yeah, far. But two Yet games. Two still, games. No goals conceded. You would still expect them to go a, a long way in the tournament. And a draw. Yeah, because they've not managed to be out of the last four since Euro 2004 but, when they but did why get are we looking the group at, Why are we looking at England so negatively? When if we were sitting here analysing Germany's performance so far, you'd be using words like lacklustre yes, and, but, you know... But, and, you, but there's but a big you, but. That, England, that Germany a have which traditionally grows into a tournament. Absolutely. Yes, of course, and and that, but, that's, and that's, but that's exactly what I'm saying. Why why do we not believe that this England team, you know, it, it's building, it's building, why don't we believe that we because get the next game? Because they've let us down on so many occasions before and we are making the same mistakes mm -hmm. that we have made before with a superior, arguably, team. Uh, so I would say that... Really? Is, it, yeah, is it that do. superior Listen, to the 2004 at, and 2006? Look at, look, at how many, look how many strikers we have got, potent strikers who've excelled over the course of the season. Look at the midfielders that we've taken yeah, who, with but, us yeah. that mm. you would imagine would be able to supply the ammunition for those players. I think we've got a good... And, and we've and created and chances. And this is my issue. We've created chances. The boys just haven't put them away. But let's look at Wales and what they represent and what they symbolise, which is this great you know, mythical thing called team spirit. You've got people in that team who are surpassing their traditional form at club level. Look at Joe Allen. He's been yeah. fantastic yeah. in this tournament. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I completely agree. But this is sort of the point that we, we were talking about earlier. You know, the pressure is different. That you know, the shackles are off Wales. They can go out. There are no expectations. It just isn't the same as playing for England. Now, whose fault is that? Is it the is it the media's fault? The players would arguably say yes, it is. Um, in fact, I don't think a lot of them would argue about that. They would just say <laughs> it, it absolutely is. I remember speaking to mates of players who were who've been away with squads, and they just say it's all encompassing. You know, it's too much pressure on the players. Mm. Now, I think if you're an international quality football he should be able to handle that pressure. But the Welsh are free from that. They just don't have to have that uh, that concern. See, it's, it's funny, because if you look at the Italians and the Spanish, they have massive pressure too. Well, the, uh, the Italians have, have gone into it, though, saying, with people saying it's the worst Italian team for 50 years. Absolutely. So where's but the pressure there, on that? But, but there, are, there is still pressure on those players to perform once I think what struck me most about Wales was they got this, like, no-regrets ethos. Let's just go out and give it a go. So, for instance... But they can have no regrets. See, I, I, so well, we can't. If, uh, if England well, came home after three games, they would get absolutely slaughtered, whereas with Wales, it would be... It see, I disagree with that. I mean, Chris Coleman, early in the campaign, was clinging to his job because he was struggling. He, uh, I think it was a no-win in nine for him, and, and some people were saying he was the wrong man to take control of that group. The actual ethos that Wales do have is together stronger. That's what's helped them to top their group. That's what helped them to beat Belgium in Cardiff, to manage to go to Brussels and get a goalless draw. Four goals conceded in qualifying. So far in the tournament, no team has scored more goals during the first half. They have really come to this tournament not wanting to be patronised, but wanting to be respected. And now, in front French television, they're talking about them being the dark horses, possibly, in this tournament. But, I think, as far as them. Wales we're talking, concerned... We're lauding Wales. Yes. yes, they've won the group, but yes. they've, they've but beaten Russia at, and Slovakia. Of the two but... teams at the moment, firstly, which team tops the group? Wales. Which yeah. team has the more optimism going into the knockout stages? Wales. Mm. I think if you look at England, there is this concern that if we come up against a decent team, we will get beaten. They've got 
feel-good factor is mm. in their favour. You've got Joe Legley coming back after his broken yeah. leg and dancing, Very impressive you know, doing dead, dead dancing down the touchline. You've got Gareth Bale. Now they've got him on the ball. Yeah. We've really seen what he's capable of. I can understand people wanting them to succeed because there is that feeling. And, 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 and I, you know, I, I would have loved nothing more. I mean, I love the fact that England and Wales have, have gone through to the, the next mm. phase. I would have preferred it had we topped the group and Wales been second. Mm. I'm not taking anything away from Wales. Like, they're brilliant. At yeah, what, what they've, no, absolutely not at all. <laughs> and, and what they've done is magnificent. And we haven't got a Gareth Bale, but how many teams at the mm. European Championships have got that one standout player? Sweden have got a Zlatan. I don't hear everyone going on about you know, how amazing... Well, for me, he's been one of the disappointments of the tournament. I agree with that. I agree with that. All this fanfare about him, obviously on the back of his club situation and, and the way that he's been a bit of a shrinking violet with, with PSG. <laughs> um, but, you know, yeah, Sweden have been hugely disappointing and they've struggled so far in the tournament. They could go out... Portugal as well. Ronaldo. Stage. You know, look at the game, the second game he had. Yeah. And yet England now might be talking about facing them in the next round. So, you know... What's your view, um, Tom, of the Republic of Ireland? You know, they've got a game against what is probably going to be a Hodgson-esque remodelled Italian team. Are they in danger of going out? I think so, yeah. And it, it's such a shame to say that because they have played well and they have played well enough to deserve to go through, I think. But I just... I look at the way Italy are playing, you know, we sort of joke about the fact that they're supposed to be the worst Italian side for 50 years and they have been excellent. I mean, performances from the likes of Giaccarini, who, uh, you know, mm. Sunderland fans will be watching him and wondering where that's come from. <laughs> um, but then you look at the back three that Italy play, I mean, they are just old war horses, aren't they? Just absolutely superb. And I really think that the Republic, for everything they've done well, I just think they may struggle to break that back three down. Mm. What about Martin O'Neill as a man? You know, he was very effective at club level. Mm. He's always seemed a bit to be you know, a fish out of water at international level. I don't know. What do you think? Well, you look at the, the, the way that he's used the Republic side at this tournament, and it's really been Roy Keane that's been dominating. Roy Keane tried to shake them out of their lethargy. You look at some of the decisions he made in the last game against Belgium, he put... Robbie Keane on for Shane Long late in the game. Well, Robbie Keane's 35. He hasn't. He wasn't able to lead the line when he was 25. Mm. Um, and I think yeah, that was asking quite a lot of him in that match. Misplaced passes, the Shane Long running down blind alleys or being presented with two-on-one situations. You just look at some of the decisions he made in that game. I wonder if they may have been carried away with the opening result and believed that maybe that was a springboard for something because they've been caught out quite badly. And I think, as you say, Martin O'Neill, he hasn't had a great campaign. What about... Conte, you know, we're looking at him in the context of Chelsea. Mm. There's talk about Bonucci going with him, uh, Candreva as well, which does suggest in the big scheme of things that he might well play three at the back at Chelsea. Mm -hmm. An awful lot of money being spoken about, 50-odd million, for 29-year-olds. What's that say? It says Chelsea finished mid-table last season and uh, know that they've got to do, similarly to when Jose Mourinho came in, actually, they, they know they have to throw money at getting back into the Champions League. And it's no object, is it? Look, let's, let's not worry about spending 30-odd million quid on 29-year-olds if they get a couple of seasons out of them and they get them back into the Champions League at the first time of asking. I think Graziano Pella will be the very interesting one for me. Um, I've heard from a couple of people now that he is very much a, a target for Antonio Conte, so um, whether they'll be 
be able to take advantage of Southampton's situation. I think he's only got a year left there and the fact that there's no manager there at the moment. Um, so it'd be interesting to see him linking up with Diego Costa or perhaps even replacing him because, you know, I think Pelle sometimes is overlooked. I think he's far better quality than, than people give him credit for. You wouldn't be leading the line for Italy, would you, at mm. a, a major tournament? If well, you were. While we're on Southampton, you know, Wanyama's going now. It's last man turn out the lights, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> Again. Well, every time they tell us that, yeah. um, they are not selling. You know that. You can take it with a pinch of salt because as far as Southampton are concerned, everyone sees them as a stepping stone to bigger things. Uh, Koeman's been talking about a contract wrangle, but Southampton wouldn't say that. So it's quite clear to everyone that Everton are the club with the bigger potential as far as he is concerned. Wanyama, who's wanted to go to Tottenham since last year, put the transfer request in. They could have got maybe double the amount that they're going to get for him had they sold at the time but they try to do this thing where they say we're big enough to keep hold of him you're not going anywhere Mane wants to leave as well mm. Liverpool very interested one of a number of clubs very interested in him and I think Southampton it's a difficult one for them because they should have had Koeman locked down mm. a long time ago had they managed to do that maybe they would have been in a stronger position to take a hard line with some of their best players as things stand I think the exodus will continue yeah, and we're in the middle now of tournament mania aren't we you know players quite obviously it seems looking at their the difference in their form playing for a move mm. so you look at Musa Sissoko he basically stirred when Rafa Benitez turned up at, yeah. at Newcastle really took opportunity in the last game for France He's the sort of guy who will get a move off the back of the tournament, isn't he? You would think so. I mean, the one positive for Newcastle fans, and I, I think Sissoko is one of, if not their best player, when he deigns to put a shift in, the one positive is that they don't have to sell anyone. Um, credit again to Mike Ashley. I say credit again because I think we have to credit him when he does things positive. There's, there's so much we could mm. say negative about some of the way business has been handled up there. but. He will back Benitez. I mean, having convinced Benitez to stay, he will give him everything he wants. And if Benitez says to Sissoko, just give me one more year, if he felt that he wanted him to stay, you would hope that uh, he would give him that. But you're absolutely right. I mean, he clearly sees it as a bit of a springboard, this competition. And But I think sometimes you can get back within your international teammates. You're speaking uh, mm. your first language again. Pressure's not on. It's not... Well, the pressure is on because, because you're playing for France in a home tournament. But it's not like being in that melting pot of mm. uh, Newcastle week after week and, you know, it dragging out. Over the, over the length of I time. I just wonder so. whether Newcastle fans will want to see him in a Newcastle shirt again after what he said. Because effectively what he says is, I'm too good for Newcastle in the championship. Mm. So he is not up for that fight. Mm. And the fact that he's playing so well, I mean, he's unrecognisable yeah. from the player that was a Newcastle player during the domestic season. If you're a Newcastle fan, would you want to see him pull that shirt on again? Or would you want Rafa Benitez to say, you know what, on you go, let's get some players in who actually care about the club. Do you expect him to stay in that France side? And what's your assessment of France after the group stages? Because you know, it looks think, like you know, if England get through, they're going to play them in the quarter, yeah, quarterfinals. Yeah, um, and I know Roy Hodgson says he, he's not afraid of anyone, but you, you would, I think the whole nation would not expect us to get past France. The last game they weren't great in, but they'd done the business, yeah. hadn't they, by then? I mean, uh, so pleased for Dimitri Payet, the way he started the tournament, just 
took the form that he showed at West Ham all season. For a man who didn't think that he was necessarily going to even be in the squad, uh, we sat down with him in April and he, he wasn't adamant. You know, He said, look, I've given myself the best possibility, but if it doesn't happen for me, so be it. You know, so for him to go and, and light up the tournament, and I love watching Griezmann play as well. The way he has picked himself up from the disappointment of the Champions League final, I think is an absolute credit to him. Um, I would be very, uh, very nervy if England drew France. I think as far as Sissoko is concerned, the talk is that he will replace Matuidi in the side and that he will be a starter for their next game. And that will give more scope for Pogba, won't it? It will indeed, because Deschamps has really been wrestling with how to get the best out of him. Some people believe he's much better in an offensive role, but Deschamps initially deployed him in a defensive role. Mm. But uh, I think as far as France overall is concerned, they do, I tip them to win it. I think they will. I think just because of the, the circumstance surrounding the country as a whole, I think it may act as an inspiration for them. Payet, as you rightly say, Tom, last year he thought Deschamps had a grudge against him because mm. Deschamps said, I've got so many better players, regardless of what you did at Marseille, where it was exceptional, mm. as well as at West Ham. I still think I've got better players. This guy is saving the nation at the moment. He was on the front cover of L'Equipe the other day. Uh, he is their national treasure. I think he may well inspire them to go on even further into the competition, and I think he might well end up as the player of the tournament. I think the triumvirate that Darren mentions as well in midfield, you know, the Sissokos, the, the Matuidis, the Pogbas, I mean, what a midfield that is. And, and that's the sort of, you know, again, when we talk about growing into a tournament, you know, when you think that Pogba uh, played very well, I thought, in the first game, then hooked for the second game wasn't he you know in, in, unbelievably but 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 you know that that gives him the chance now that it gives them they're going into the latter stages now with players still fresh still hungry and and again growing into it so it's a mm. huge positive and what about the Belgians you know if you look at them on paper mm. that's a heck of a squad <laughs> and they finally turned up against the Republic didn't they there was a goal that they scored uh, Axel Witzel 28 passes in that move the most of any goal at the tournament and it kind of showed that they are starting to click. Now, you could argue that the Republic gave them the time and the space. Once the first goal went in, the, the Republic abandoned their kind of safety-first approach and gave them that space to operate. That said, they probably needed a performance as well as a result like that to get their confidence because they have lacked cohesion. They've been one of the big disappointments when you consider, as you rightly say, the players that they have in that squad. You would hope that they'll continue with it now. I think one more win and they're through to the knockout stage or even a point and they're through to the knockout stages. But yeah, I am looking for more, not just from the team as a whole, but particularly from Eden Hazard, from Romelu Lukaku, who filled his boots, probably could have got a couple more against the, mm. the Irish as well. Um, it's great to see because we do want to see, it's almost like their golden generation, isn't it? And mm. there is a little bit of England about them in the way that they've disappointed, but certainly now that they've started to score goals, and maybe they, they can They continue. look a better team without Fellaini in it, I think. Yeah, what's interesting interesting the, the, the word team as well though I mean they've got a great midfield again you know when, when you can be affording to leave out uh, Moussa Dembele out of your starting lineup yeah. uh, Nangalan uh, as well uh, Axel Whistle you know and it's quite a compliment to Fellaini really because you have to play a certain way if you're going to play but that just shows what an unbelievable talent he is at playing the way he plays but mm. it doesn't always help with the speed that you want to move the ball mm. through midfield at. you know you are going to be pinging long passes up if you play through him in the middle but um, you're right, you're always going to look a better side if you've got Moussa Dembele playing than, than Marouane Fellaini, but again, effective in, in their own ways. But what I found fascinating with the Belgians, there was a lot of talk before the tournament about how well they got on as a group. And 
it's still continued, hasn't it? Thibaut Courtois has been very open about the fact that he, he questioned Mark Wilmot's plans in the first game after mm. the Italy game. And you see them interviewed afterwards, none of them denying that there is this unease. You know, Lukaku, you know, he was asked about the team spirit and he practically said, look, doesn't matter, you know, we'll just go out and we'll do it. Now, we get again, that we go, England, yeah, this is exactly <laughs> the point I was going to make. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the Ferrari if England's players came out and basically said, "Yeah, we, we went crackers at Roy after the first game. We should have, you know, just we, England can't do it." The overall point is correct because when you you look at some of the press conferences, the players are talking about moves to other clubs and all that. Yeah. It just doesn't seem to be that focus on yeah. what they're there to do. Listen, we as the journalists, highest ranked team in the tournament as well. You know, absolutely, mm. we love it as journalists. Is, but, it, is there know. a sense though that you know the tournament? will really begin in earnest when we get down to knockouts. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, to me, I mean, you think back to the last Euros and it just exploded, didn't it? You know, it exploded into life from day one. This one, it sort of meandered through the first week and a half because of the extended format, or the expanded format. You know, there are teams there now. And again, the little Englander in me says, you know, Slovakia... <laughs> Five, five and nine <laughs> players defending. Now you go in. Let's say good play- teams break them down. Absolutely. Well, I, yeah. Listen, I not for the first time. I disagree with you. I. I've loved this group stage. I think it's been competitive. I think it's, 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 been, it's, entertaining. Been, it's been entertaining. I think but it's has been, it been dramatic. The explosion of football. Eleven goals great in the last five last minutes of games. I don't think we. We're having 90, good ninety minutes before though. Well, Darren, yeah, but but what I'm saying is that there, there, there are so many games that have finished with a flourish that have left you thinking, goodness me, that was a bit of a roller coaster. Yeah, look, it's, it's been enjoyable. I'm not saying that, but I just think I, I think overall the quality has not been anywhere near. What, sounds what like it was. Cristiano Ronaldo there. Okay. So I like him as well. Final question has. Be <laughs> England. I think you probably know where I'm going to. Where, where How I'm far are they going to get? Uh, I think uh, quarters. No? I have to say, I would worry about the knockout stage. I, I don't think they'll necessarily oh, get much further. Yeah, of little faith. <laughs> well, I think same old, same old. I think, sad to say, it's over and out, possibly in the quarterfinals. Thanks for joining us here on Lives of Pitch. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.